I'm Emily Badger. I'm a reporter with The New York Times. Since the pandemic, empty office buildings have become much more common in many cities. Why can't we just turn them into housing? It's actually a really complicated question. To answer this question, you have to find a developer trying to turn an office building into apartments, ride a rickety elevator to the 30th floor of a construction site to see the interior guts of a building finds an expert in incandescent light bulbs who can explain to you how they fundamentally change office buildings. And that's just the beginning of what you have to do. When you subscribe to The New York Times, you are sending reporters like me out into the world to ask questions of dozens of different experts, to go and visit places most people don't get to go, to try to come back with answers, and then turn all of that into something that anyone can understand. If you'd like to become a subscriber, head to nytimes.com slash subscribe. You need to see the animated floor plans in this piece. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Thursday, July 18th. Here's what you need to know today. I seek recognition to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The form of the resolution is as follows. Impeaching Donald John Trump, President of the United States, of high misdemeanors. On Wednesday, the House of Representatives blocked the first attempt to impeach President Trump since the Democrats took control of the House in January. Resolved that Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is unfit to be president, unfit to represent the American values of decency and morality, respectability and civility, honesty and propriety, reputability and integrity. The resolution to impeach, a response to the president's attacks on four Democratic congresswomen, was introduced by Representative Al Green, a Democrat from Texas, but was opposed by the majority of his fellow Democrats, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. With all the respect in the world for Mr. Green, uh, we have six committees that are working on uh, following the facts in terms of any abuse of power, obstruction of justice, and the rest uh, that the president may have engaged in. Uh, That is the serious path that we are on. Not that Mr. Green is not serious, but uh, we'll deal with that on the floor. And minutes ago, in the courthouse behind me, United States District Judge Brian Cogan sentenced Joaquin El Chapo Guzman to life without the possibility of parole plus 30 years. After a three-month trial in which he was convicted of drug, murder, and money laundering charges, the head of a brutal Mexican cartel, Joaquin Guzman Loera, known as El Chapo, was sentenced on Wednesday. This sentence is significant and it is well-deserved. It means that never again will Guzman pour poison over our borders, making billions while innocent lives are lost to drug violence and drug addiction. Reading from a prepared statement, Guzman told the court that he had not received a fair trial, saying, quote, there was no justice here. Beyond the life sentence, the judge ordered that Guzman pay $12.6 billion, the amount he is estimated to have earned, 
from smuggling drugs. That's it for today. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow. This podcast is supported by the Freedom From Religion Foundation. I'm Ron Reagan, an unabashed atheist, and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government. That's why I'm asking you to join the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective organization of atheists and agnostics working to keep state and church separate. Phone 1-800-335-4021, 1-800-335-4021, or visit the Freedom From Religion Foundation at ffrf.org. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell.